Welcome everybody to the DC Tweet Team podcast. And before today's episode, we have from Silver FX, our good friend and supplier, uh, Andy back on the show to explain what is going on with the DC Tweet Team merchandise, some cool discount codes for you guys out there. And uh, plus a brand new announcement that we are teaming up with the Hog Farmers to do some great work for their charity. Andy, welcome back, my friend. Hi, Andy. How are you? I am very good, my friend. I'm very good. It's glad to have good. you back on the uh, on the start of today's podcast. Um, so the DC Tweet team have some brand new merchandise out. They and do. I, be- I believe you have a code for us to use as well. I do. So obviously, um, it's been a long month as well as as I think we all we all can realize uh, since the last time we've all got paid um, in December. So what I've done for this weekend. Uh, traditionally, most people seem to get paid this week or this weekend. So I thought to spread a little bit of love at the end of January, which has been a very tough month through lockdown and everything, I'm going to do a discount code, which is going to be PDO1, Payday01. Um, so that will get you 20% off all products in the range, plus you'll get free shipping. Now, the free shipping is to anywhere around the world, not just the UK, So which is a big thing. So that's going to start Thursday lunchtime about one o'clock, and that will end uh, midnight on Sunday. So, yeah. We are, please take advantage of the code because obviously, you know, uh, hopefully people will get paid and we can just maybe spread a bit of love with, with your with the new merchandise, especially the stuff with you on, of course. Oh, everyone needs a T-shirt with me on it. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from my wife, I'm not sure she's too keen to order no, that. she sees but... enough of you. Yeah, she sees enough of you. Um, Andy, obviously as well, what we're, uh, we're going to team up with the Hog Farmers and do yeah. some uh, a, t- a T-shirt design for them where a percentage of the proceeds will go directly straight to the Hog Farmers over in the States. They do some great work for um, children's cancer charities. And uh, you and I and the, um, the Hog Farmers have spoke about doing something for a while now. So I'm pleased to announce that we are doing something with the Hog Farmers that will be out within the next week. Andy and his great team over there are going to be working on something for us so we will be having a t-shirt design completely separate from the dc tweet team podcast um it's just going to be us trying to do our little bit over here in the uh, yeah. in the uk trying to raise some money for the great work that the hog farmers do over the state sides for kids suffering with uh, with cancer and i think it's just such a great charity andy that they do over there and i'm yeah. just i'm just glad that uh, we can do our little bit over here in the uk Oh, totally. I mean, um, I remember you telling me about it a few months ago, and I think we've looked at it for a last couple of months, maybe looking to do something for them. So um, great news. Obviously, they, they they spoke to us this morning and said, yeah, we can do something for them. So, yeah, what I'm going to do is get a, a T-shirt designed, um, which will which will will get online hopefully by the end of the week. And then obviously, yeah, all the proceeds, all the profits will go to the hog farmers. And um, I know you I know you deal directly with the, with the guys all the time. So we can quarterly, we can send them a check over, which will be great for us and, and great for them, really, because they do. You showed me what they do. They do some fantastic work. So anything we can do to support them uh, through the podcast, through Silver FX, um, we'd, we'd like to help them. So, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited about the new merchandise. We've got, obviously, you've got a new logo, which which is a lovely logo. It's, it's worked really well in the garments. So we've got some new garments online, which you know about. And obviously, we've got um, we've got as we just touched on, we've got a, a character hoodie and a t-shirt and a polo that um, that one of the guys we both know in a, one of our WhatsApp groups has drawn for us. Has drawn a picture of you on. Uh, so it's just a d- little bit more variety in the range, but a good got a good good range on there now. And um, thanks to you, really, I'm getting some more love from some more Washington <laughs> podcasts. They're all they all seem to want some merch, so this they follow your lead, really. So yeah, it's all good, mate, and it's all good. You know, to, the more we do, the, the the more we 
spread the word and stuff like that. And it's, it's people like yourselves who really help. So I do appreciate all your, your all your help and support, buddy. I really do. So uh, no problem. It's uh, it's been my pleasure. What is the uh, website address, Andy, so people can go yeah. and have a click? Yeah, it's silverfx.co.uk. If they if they then click onto the NFL fans and they scroll down to find DC DC Tweet Podcast, if they tweet click on that, that obviously brings them to the shop page and they can order everything on there. Like we say, the the discount code will be available from Thursday, which they just when they get to the checkout, they just put the PDO one code in and that gives them the discount plus the free shipping up to Sunday evening. So um so yeah, we'll look look forward to getting that code online and look forward to hopefully get some some good sales and um and as we just said i can't wait to get a hog farmers t-shirt on as well that's really exciting news for both of us so i'm really pleased with yeah so it's, it's all good buddy it's all good yeah most definitely andy thank you so much guys go and check out the silver fx page for the dc tweet team uh merchandise and like we say we're going to have some uh cool stuff coming up for the hog farmers for a great great charity ladies and gentlemen i will now get you to today's show andy thank you very much my Thanks, friend andy. And I'll, I'll talk I'll, to you soon i will talk to you soon buddy Bye-bye. Thanks, buddy Bye. cheers mate Welcome everybody to the DC Tweet Team podcast and this is this week's Being a Fan and this Being a Fan this week is an all UK edition. I don't just have one fan, I have probably two of the biggest NFL fans in the whole of the United Kingdom. I'm joined by my good buddy and Pittsburgh Steeler fan, Mr Stuart Love. Stu, how are we doing? I'm doing very well, Andy. Fantastic to be on your podcast. Finally, you've been on mine's about four or five times now. Yeah, I know. So, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a podcast lech, mate. I get everywhere. Um, we absolutely. also, we also have a super fan, Claire the Bear, probably the biggest Bears fan that I know, definitely in the UK, and some may argue in the world. Claire, how are we doing? Uh, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, thank you for having me me on always happy to talk about um football and um generally my love for the nfl so um great way yeah. to fill an evening yes no as obviously we are a washington-based podcast but i wanted to do on being a fan we usually hear stories about how people become washington fans and how they got into the game but i just wanted i get asked all the time how are you such a big nfl fan in the uk and i thought well if i'm going to talk about this Let's get two of the biggest NFL fans that I know through social media and now get, getting a friendship with here in the UK. So, Claire, I'm going to start with you first, my friend. You are Claire the Bear for a reason. That is your Twitter handle. We can all find you on Twitter. You are the biggest Bears fan, biggest NFL fan that, I, that you know we all know and love on Twitter. What got you first into the, uh, into the game, though? Well, um, it does actually have a Washington flavour. So um, <laughs> the, the people who, who don't know, um, I come from an army background. My, my father has served, my brothers have all served. So you're around Americans, American sport. It's not unknown to you. And even before I was born, um, my dad meets up with some Americans. They are Cowboys fans. Um, and he gets them into the game, but he can't be what they are, uh-huh. and he can't just be neutral. He has to be the opposite to what they are. So he becomes a Washington, the old name, um, 
fan and he's yeah. he's struggling with that at the moment. He's in his 80s. And there's a, there's a future guest him. for the show already. We're, we're, we're having yeah. to constantly remind him that changes are happening. <laughs> um, but so he got into that um, and for a few years and my mum was pregnant um, and got rushed into hospital and I couldn't be left at home. I was three at the time. And in fact, it's 35 years to the day yesterday um, that I became an NFL fan wow. and a Bears fan. Nice. And so I, I get rushed into, bundled into the car, waiting for my baby brother to turn up. He does turn up two weeks later and he is very well and mum and baby are fine. But I'm sat in a little hospital waiting room with my dad um, and he, instead of where he should have been, um, he sat out with me and I sat on his knee and he tells me all about the sport and the Bears play um, the Patriots in Super Bowl 20. And um, I'm dyslexic, so I have trouble spelling my first name, but I know my middle name. Um, and the Bears have a C on their helmet. Mm -hmm. My nickname at home is Boo Boo because my big sister is Yogi Bear, so I'm Boo Boo Bear. <laughs> um, navy and, navy yeah. and orange are my favourite colours. The, the team looked like superheroes hitting into each other. And when you're three, that's utterly the selling point for it. Um, and I fall in love with the Bears. It, it was destiny. They, I did not pick the Bears. The Bears picked me. And I have been in ever since. <laughs> wow. They, for 35 really cool. years for my sins. 35 years. But Stu, you're going to have to go some to top that, my friend. I mean... <laughs> How did where you, to start? I know. How did the and for our American listeners, yes, Stu is Scottish. I can't even understand him half the time. So very good luck, um, Stu. How did you get into the NFL? How did obviously you're up there in Scotland? How did the uh, the love of this great game that we all love so much? How did it start for you, buddy? So as Claire has said, my father was in the military. Um, he was in the Royal Scots, but he was based in Medicine Hat, Canada. So we'd get to go over every year to visit him for three weeks. But every time we'd come back to Scotland, he would bring VHS videos because we didn't oh. know what we could get. So he's not going to bring soccer or baseball, but it was VHS videos of the Terry Bradshaw 70-era Steelers. So I was seven-year-old, so that's going back 1988 because I'm 40 next month. And <laughs> I, I, I remember my father just giving me this VHS video of my two younger brothers as well and just popping it in. And then it was, a, it was a steel curtain. I'm just like, what the hell am I watching? But I wasn't instantly sold as being a Steelers fan at that time. It was just more the love of the sport. I was like, wow, this is incredible. And right up until about 1996, I toyed with the idea of, you know, I did like the Washington team because their colours resemble my heart of Midlothian soccer team in, in Edinburgh. So ideally I should have been. I also like the Jets in that era, but I can't wear green. I cannot wear green. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a soccer thing for the American yep. listeners. If you're, if you're a Rangers fan, you would never wear green for Celtics. The same with Heart of Midlothian and Hibernian. So my father at seven-year-old um, started giving me Pittsburgh Steelers um, VHS videos. And then when I got to 1995, he took me out to Three River Stadium to see the Steelers play which wow. was incredible. And I actually was at the very last game at Three River Stadium where it was against the Washington team uh, where we beat these guys. Um, and my love from there has just excelled and excelled. And we'll know we'll go later into the, the show about it. 
But I've been there since the day the NFL UK started the international series games mm-hmm. and I've seen it go. So through the NFL UK growing, my love for being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and an NFL fan has grown as well. Yeah, wow. That is an incredible story. So you mean there, there was a hope that we still might get you to support Washington? There's still hope for me. You keep trying to get no. me to support the Steelers. I'll keep trying to get you to support Washington. Um, Claire, I, obviously, we I get asked all the time. I'm sure, sure you guys do. Um, like All my American friends, when I'm over there, and I go over as much as I can before COVID, um, I get asked all the time, is the NFL as big over in the UK as, you know, as it is in the States? And I mean... I, I find it hard to put into words. Obviously, how would you, you guys be in the like, super, super fans that you are and well into the industry? I mean, Claire, if you had to sum up, how, how would you sum up the NFL in the UK? If you're explaining it to your friends over in the States, obviously you're big in the Bears community. How do you explain it to people? So I explain it. It is not our traditional sport. It is not cricket. It is not rugby. It is not soccer. It is a the, the new girl at the dance, basically. But Everyone wants to dance with her. We <laughs> we sell out Wembley Stadium, which is our national stadium here in, in the UK, holds over 90,000 fans. And we sell that out when the NFL comes to town faster than the England soccer team or the other type of football sell out. Yeah, we literally, it's a bum fight to get tickets yeah, to the me. point where when... <laughs> Um, what happened at uh, Tottenham I am not a season ticket holder at Tottenham I almost missed seeing the Bears because of the ticket debacle behind that and you see how desperate people are for tickets by how expensive those tickets were on the black market yeah I remember that it's now a good time to say I'm a Spurs fan <laughs> Stu, um, but, I mean, go on, Claire. Sorry, go on. But I do have to say about being part of this community. So I missed out, like, because we've got season tickets to uh, Wembley. Not only did I have me and three other friends try and get tickets, but this is how wonderful the NFL community is, and how I think this, it's uncompared to other sports and not in America. Three random Twitter followers of mine, when they found out I didn't have tickets, the season ticket, missed out on the season ticket round, three random strangers attempted to get me tickets when this when the single tickets went on sale. Wow. I actually offered you Claire, I offered you a ticket. I don't know if you remember, but I yes. did actually message you and offered you my season ticket for that game because I knew yeah. how much it meant to you. Wow. But I need we needed three. But yeah, people were like, Claire has to go. I saw absolute angry letters to <laughs> NFL UK. We're like, UK. she's not going, no one else should be going, sort, oh, sort of wow. thing. So it was a really lovely sort of community thing to be be yeah. a part of. But it, it's growing here. We are desperate for it here in, in, yeah. in the UK. Yeah, Stu, I mean, we can't, Stuart, you've, like you say, you've been with NFL UK, you've been since day one, like, you know, Claire's watched it, uh, you know, her whole life, she was born into it pretty much, I mean, Stu, if you had to explain to people, and you probably do explain to people, when you go across to America, how big the NFL is in the UK, how do you, how do you get it across to them? Well, it's crazy, me and Paul Brown, you know, we spend a lot of time in the USA, and we do the, the Pittsburgh and Browns games. I mean, the fans here where I'm from, obviously, they know I'm not American, it's instantaneous, as soon as they hear that, they're like, do you guys really like the NFL? Like, is it big? 
And I just literally have to go through my phone and went, there's 96,000 fans, all 32 teams being represented at Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. There's 68,000 fans at Tottenham. And they just can't get their head around it. They're like, and do you guys tailgate? I'm like, you tailgate all weekend. We drink as hard as you guys. <laughs> you know, we do it all. And we pay 20 bucks for a beer. You know, you, you know what it's like at Wembley. It's very expensive. But they just can't get a grasp on just how big it is. And it's clear hit. You know, to outsell the, the England national soccer team in their national stadium is just, it's incredible. And I'm a Scotsman. You know, to see that is just like, wow, it is. It's its bigger than anything I could have ever imagined. That's the, I went to the first game in 2007. Yeah, I was, it was a half empty. It was half empty. It was pouring with rain. Pouring oh, with rain. And then I got look where soaked we, at that game and had to rip yeah, my knickers yeah. out when I came back <laughs> on that game. That was, that was Scottish. That was uh, summer for me in Scotland. I was, I was there in shorts and a vest. And, yeah. But, but, but we when saw you look the at, Eli Manning unicorn of touchdowns as he dushed in that slow <laughs> run. The, the only touchdown crazy, of the game. Yeah, but when you look from 2007 to where we are, even once the games get announced, I can't really see 2021 having games in the UK, but definitely 2022 going. The demand is just going to be insane. I started doing the NFL UK Lives way back in 2011 when Jeff Reinbold and Neil Reynolds would turn up with just a whiteboard doing X's and O's in front of 10 fans. And then you look at 10 years later, they're selling out auditoriums. Mm, yeah. the, the growth is frightening, the growth and just the demand is there now. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Claire, what does it mean to be an NFL fan to you? Uh, again, I get asked all the time. I'm all the way over here in the UK and you're hosting, you're in the UK, you're hosting a Washington football team podcast. All I pretty much talk about on social media is the Washington football team in the NFL. Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge, huge soccer fan, uh, football. I'm a Tottenham Hotspurs uh, fan. I'm a massive Spurs fan. But I, I just say to people, it's hard, it's hard to put into words what the NFL means to us over here. I mean, what does being an NFL fan uh, mean to you, Claire? I mean, it obviously it's given you so much involved in your life now. Yeah, I mean, literally someone asked my parents the other day, they were talking about me, you know, as parents do, and they've got nothing <laughs> much to do at the moment. Um, they asked if, if they could picture me not being an NFL, they could put me in another box where the NFL wasn't what would Claire look like without the NFL and my dad was like she would be paper thin you could blow her over there would be no substance to her you know the the NFL is my bones and my muscles it's it's in me in a way that I it's a it's a love affair it's basically the oxygen that fills my my lungs mm-hmm. uh, and even when you know in in two weeks time it's going to be <laughs> all oh, over and I'm no. going to have to try and get my fix somewhere else sort of thing and I do um help out when Brit ball is on and the university leagues I go and help mm-hmm. on chain crews and and things like that so I try and get as much of it in as possible but it's a great community I feel I live here on my own um but I'm never alone. I'm connected by my NFL family. And it's yeah. some it's people like over the internet like like this. I may not get to shake Stuart. I have met Stuart and uh, yeah, but, but people across the world. I've had donations to my my giveaways, and I know we'll we'll talk about that later. There was a guy in Japan who sent me a pop figure just to go and it's just so lovely to be a part of and it hasn't got that horrible stuff that soccer's got attached to it you know we all know what it's like to stay up till 5am to watch a game we can all boo Tom Brady at the at the top of our lungs sort sort of thing we've we've had to wait weeks for something to come in the post from America 
sort sort of thing. Not anymore and now so, we got you. Um, <laughs> you know, so um, it's it's the family you didn't know you had, especially yes. if you're new to the sport. Yeah, I couldn't put it better myself. I mean, Stu, what does being an NFL fan over here in the UK, up there in Scotland, what like it's like Claire just put so brilliantly, what does it mean to you to be a NFL fan over here in the United Kingdom? It just means everything. I mean, I am Steelers diehard. I wake up every morning, the first thing I do is I put NFL Network on. Yeah, same. That's me. It's, it's on the background all day. Everywhere I go, NFL Network is on. And I'm so engrossed by, you know, Good Morning Football, and then you watch the NFL Network show at night, and then because we've got Game Pass here, I watch all the NFL films and I can keep repeating them. It's just, as Claire said, it's like a love affair. Mm-hmm. It, you can't describe it. It's not like any other sport. And I'm a huge soccer fan as well. Yeah. But I actually love the Steelers more than I do my soccer team. Oh, you've because just I've been, one of the I've, questions then. Yeah, I'm just, it's it's just part of me. And like Claire said, once the, the season's over, I get involved in Britball and, and try and do whatever I can for the community. Mm-hmm. And it's mad. I've been over in the USA and people are like, oh, you're that Stuart Love guy. And mm-hmm. do you know Liz, NFL girl, and Claire's been mentioned, and I'm like, we're just a bunch of small-time guys from the UK. Mm-hmm. And I'm over in the USA, and Claire's getting mentioned, I'm getting mentioned. Paul Brown's a celebrity in the USA. That guy's on a different level. Mm-hmm. But it's just incredible what the NFL does, and the NFL community is amazing. It can be ruthless at times as well, but there is a good bunch of people doing really, really good things in the community. And that's the podcasting community. It's clear with their giveaways, what Paul Brown's doing, where he's done the NHS and he cooked over 2,000 meals for people. And well, people with a good heart. And I've had massive donations and people help me. And without people like Jeff Reinbold and Neil Reynolds and all these people who are celebrities, they've given me so much help mm-hmm. to allow me to get to a platform where I am now. And we can speak up a little about that later. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, Claire, obviously you do so much. For those that don't know, go and we'll, we'll tag Claire in the Twitter post after we uh, bring yeah. this out. Claire, you do so many NFL giveaways. It's unbelievable. How did that even start? Where did you think, do you know what? I, I, I followed you on Twitter. Um, I've seen what you do. I've seen your Facebook post. Before I even knew you, like sitting down doing this, I saw what you've done. You do some amazing, amazing work. Um, how did that all start when you just did these? And they, 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 you're not just giving away like some tin pot NFL stuff. You're giving away jerseys. You're giving away signed merchandise. You're giving away some absolutely awesome stuff. How did that even begin for you? So um, it, it's a long story. And I've, I've been doing this for over seven years now and I used to do the occasional ones now this is going to give my age away so like Stuart was talking about getting VHSs sent um high and we would get my dad was part of a video club and you'd get two VHSs with a game on and you'd yeah, yeah. so I totally remember that and if you're a Patriots fan and you remember that you are, can continue being a Patriots fan I bless you with your <laughs> NFL fan <laughs> Um, but uh, getting off that, so I um, went to a Jags event, I got something signed, and I did, wasn't really going to love it, so I went into the NFL UK Facebook, um, the forum pages. Oh, I remember that, they were on the website, yeah. 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 Um, that needs so to be fun and the games Jags on there. Page, when I've won this, um, I'm not going to love it let's give it away to a Jags fan and I got people to write into why they should get it and because I knew some of the Jags as my friends I shortlisted them and then gave them to my mum to pick out because she is a complete neutral so that went from there and that if I picked up bits and pieces I'd try and give it away to people who couldn't 
attend sort of thing because London come uh, the NFL come to London they don't really go up to Scott only recently if they started sort of um you know lifting their petticoats other where in 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 the country <laughs> sort of thing and yeah. um, and some stuff was happening in in my life medically and whatnot I won't go into that um but it meant I had to move away from home and I moved in here and the NFL UK put on an event with Menelik Watson mm-hmm. yep. and I know Crusader Raider and Keith he's a good he's a, a good guy and because I was with Keith he got me up the front we got this ball signed and I come back and I'm sat here with my my best friend Kat who's a who's a Saints fan you know in the before times when you could have people in your flat oh, and, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. and um, she said to me if there was a fire in this flat which I've had two which is crazy but if there was a fire was I going to grab this ball and get out and I was like well not really so let's give it away to someone so I put this in the picture and I'd go to New Year and I'd buy a Raiders t-shirt and some stickers so over I think it was three months the pot of this prize got bigger and bigger and bigger and we we did a draw end up winning it the guys from Wales uh, his name's Joe Coleman is my first ever winner. He's from Wales. He's a Seahawks fan, but if you enter, anyone can enter. It doesn't matter what, none of my business, not what race, religion, gender, where you live in the country, none of my business sort, sort of thing. So he enters, and I, I loved it sort of thing. So I'm like, okay, next time, let's get some more bits in. And it went, and it would take about two months for me to get something in to, for a prize bundle to give out. Um, and I would go to as many NFL UK things and get signings and turn up wherever I could basically to get stuff. And that went on for two, two and a half years. And a shop um, was shutting down, was retiring a small independent store. And they went, Claire, we love what you're doing. We can see that you don't make any money. We've invested, we've looked really hard into your background. And um, we know you're being honest and open with with this. You're you're do this is a fan helping other fans basically. Hmm. Um, they said we need to do something at Exeter Universities for Super Bowl Fifty. But once that's done, we will send you a stock list. You can tick off what you fancy, and we'll send it to you. So a couple of months go by. I go in for surgery, and nothing happens. And I'm like, oh well, you know, maybe someone bought out the company and they made a really good deal and whatnot because it's not mine till it ends up in the flat basically I don't count my chickens before they hatch and um, I had 11 moving boxes of stuff sent to the house other than it being in the oven or the bathroom I literally was like like sleeping on it basically (laughs) Um, so they shut down and the rules were I cannot make any money on it I can't sell any of the, the things I can turn so because they did Super Bowl 50 there wasn't a lot of um, Denver Broncos bits or Panthers bits but there were quite a few Raiders bits so I could turn Raiders bits into Broncos bits sort of thing but I couldn't profit off of it which I never have in fact it costs me money to do what I do um, but it meant I had the mini helmets that I could run up to the airport or to an NFL UK event and get them signed so that that's basically and it's gone I've done 254. Um, wow. I'm currently doing Jim Kelly this weekend for the Bills. Um, so I think it, nearly three weeks out of four since starting it, there's been a giveaway. 
sort of thing. It's been crazy. It just utterly takes over um, my life. And I can easily do, like, if the NFL is here and the games are on, I can spend a 40-hour week on queuing up for things. And, you know, someone asked me what my superpower was, and I went, it's really British. I can queue up for eight hours and we wait good to at be that. a team hick sort of thing. And it it's just gone from there. And people... I've had people who have won previously and then they've like, oh, we went on holiday. Can we send you this Dolphins t-shirt? Or um, someone sent me some cult stuff from a, a business trip they were on. So the community really does help and, and chip in. But I asked for my Christmas presents to be swag. I asked for, like, yeah, yeah, let, let me give it away. I asked for so, so little, but I love it because... There's a little boy in Scotland whose parents cannot afford a ticket and get him down to Wembley. There's a, an old man in Utah who's an Eagles fan and the Eagles are never coming to him. You know, there's an Australian boy who's just getting his toes wet into the NFL and the NFL are not coming to him and they come to me. So I go on their behalf. That's cool. Bravo, bravo, Claire. That is absolutely. absolutely amazing. I mean, it's just fantastic work. I mean, it just proves how what a wonderful NFL community we've got in the UK. And you play such a huge part in that, Claire. So kudos to you. I mean, Stu, you also play a big part in the uh, UK scene over here. Obviously, you say you've been, at, uh, you've helped set up all the events that we've been to. I mean, I've been to the Kirk Cousin one in London. I've been to a few other events at Wembley. You now have Five Star, where you help people get merchandise from uh, from America. I mean, how how did you set all that up, and what made you want to get more involved? Like, you couldn't be any more involved if you tried. Now you've gone even deeper into the NFL community. It was basically I was going out to the games in the USA, and I go out in the kilt, fully scottished up, you know, Greenskeeper Willie Simpsons, <laughs> I had the whole look. And when the game started coming to London in 2007, eh, Omar Ruiz from NFL Network and some other guys, you're that, you're that dude from Scotland, aren't you, that we've seen in the States? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as the years went on, um, certain people at NFL UK would message me, we'd like to get you involved doing our Facebook page, we'd like you to do, you know, many things in the community. And it's just built into this, crazy thing now that myself, Roger, Good Groves, Liz, we do the official NFL UK page, but I know that Claire's also involved in another NFL mm -hmm. UK page as well, which is very popular. Um, and then from there, um, I'm up and down the country doing all the NFL UK events. I do fan meetups before, so everyone mm -hmm. can come and get pissed drunk, as we say in Scotland, and not even make the event. <laughs> it's still in the pub with me while Neil Reynolds is doing his presentation. <laughs> um, and then from there... Uh, we just seen a gap in the market. You know, obviously you've got NFL Shop Europe and everything that they do, but we wanted to do college gear, baseball, basketball, everything. So six of us got five-star imports together. And there's only two of us doing it now because the other guys were just so busy with university and personal life that me and Neil now do that and it's exploded. We're like one of the biggest now out mm -hmm. there. The demand is phenomenal. You know, we, we give a, an honest service and through that, I've got my own podcast network. So I've got the Fourth and Inches podcast. I've got the College uh, podcast. And I've got the Roger Goodgroves officiating podcast as well, uh, where Roger talks all things zebras and, and goes into all the, the X's and O's and analytics of the game. So that's and just, I have to say, that's one of my favourite podcasts, actually. That's really expanded my knowledge of the game. Well, that was the thing is, I would like to say that, you know, I'm very, very knowledgeable on X's and O's. But I knew that there was fans like yourself out there and I thought, Every other podcast is just the same and just goes down the same route talking about the games in which, listen, the Five Star Rush guys, they do amazing fantasy football, everything. But there just was nothing where you could 
why was that play called? Was that pass interference? And Roger breaks it down in such a great way. And, and when you listen to Roger, it's like being at high school. It's like you're a high school <laughs> teacher and you listen and, and Roger really breaks the game down. He's a wonderful um, zebra, a great friend of mine. And I can't wait for Roger to hear what you just said there. Clearly, be absolutely blown away because that makes him feel good. And that was always my sole purpose was for the fourth and inches. It was never about me coming to talk about NFL. It's a podcast for the fans. Andy's been on three times in the last two weeks. And it's yeah. like, come on. My team got on, good for a little while, so I got to go on a few podcasts. You know, and then it just went, and then it went, you know, but yeah, you know. but that that was always what I've been about. It's never been about sell, it's never been about me and what I can do. I've been at NFL UK events and I've had some wonderful opportunities to be backstage and be with these guys. And I'm like, well, I'm not a fan of him, but I know two fans that are coming tonight would love that opportunity to go and meet, you know, Fitz Magic or whoever. And I give that opportunity mm-hmm. all the time. And sometimes I've won giveaways, I've even won a giveaway with Claire, a Steelers one, and I still have all that. But other times I've got some Raiders stuff, I've got some Seahawks stuff, and I'll give that away to a fan that will appreciate that mm-hmm. and, and want that. And sometimes I have seen the NFL UK games, you know, I can't get a ticket. And I'm like, well, I have a ticket and you've never been. There's my ticket. Go and enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and, amazing. And that's it. And that's what it's all about. It's this community is. It's about giving and allowing other people to be able to develop, enjoy the sport that we love, which comes yeah. from America. And yeah. now it's grown at such a rate that we're now in a position to to educate others about the love of the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same position. Obviously, just hearing you guys echoes what my thoughts. I mean, I started this podcast in May 2020. And I've made so many connections now. Like I get to sit here with Stu and you, Claire, you know, uh, got in touch with you recently. And I know that, you know, we'll meet up when we're allowed. When COVID's <laughs> done, I'll see you at Wembley or Tottenham or wherever we go. Stu, I know me and you have got a few things coming up in the next couple of months. Yeah. That, that yeah. You can't nice. miss me in that stupid outfit. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you exactly. know. Yeah, for those that don't, I will tag Claire in the Twitter post afterwards. Make sure you go and check her out. She's amazing. But... Just the community in itself. I mean, you know, I'm getting some opportunities coming up. You know, myself and Stuart are going to be doing some stuff, working together soon, hopefully. Um, Absolutely. So many contacts now in the states, and it, you know, for the for 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 a foreign sport, as it's seen, um, the community it, it does go worldwide. So I, I think it's fantastic what the NFL football or soccer could learn a hell of a lot from what we do if, uh, in uh, in the NFL, but. Uh, guys and girls, we always have some fan questions come into our podcast. So I have got some for you coming in. I put out on social media this morning and my God, did people answer. You'll have to bear with me because I am scrolling through my phone. I usually write them down, but I would have needed about four bits of paper to write all these down. So we'll start with Scott Hartley, a good buddy of ours, always listens to the podcast. He says, international series of games, NFL Academy in London and international player pathway alongside the growth of the game in the UK and Europe. Do you see a full-time franchise in London within the next three to five years? My hunch is it could be the Jags. Stu, we'll start with you. Well, 100% there will be a franchise in the UK. Now, fans are divided on this. I've been doing this a long time, so for American listeners... Um, a franchise will come. It most likely will be the, the Jaguars and probably will be called the London Jags. Now, me as a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I'll always support the Steelers. But if a London team or London gets a franchise, I will get a season ticket and attend all eight games. I will be behind that franchise. I will support the UK in that. But I'll never, ever stop being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But I genuinely believe if we didn't have COVID this year, 
next year or 2023, we would have seen a London franchise in the UK. Wow. Claire, what about you? Do you think we'll Ooh, see a franchise? Controversial. Do you think we'll see a franchise in the, in the UK? I'm, I'm, I take slightly less popular opinion on, on this. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here we <laughs> go. Be gentle, Claire. Be gentle. I, I like that we get this chocolate box approach to a a game so we get to taste all all the, all the teams fair enough and i and can i just i mean well, probably jags uk won't listen to this maybe you can tag them in but god bless the jags for giving up a home game that was going to be two last last yes. season because without them because the rams dropped out forget that jeff fisher was like no thank you in his new contract dropped out we would not get football without the Jags. So God bless them and their fans. And when they are over, even though I'm dressed like a nutter, I am quiet when the Jags have the ball. And there's a picture out with me. I think it's, it looks like I'm shouting into Andrew Luck's ear directly, just how the camera... I am giving it beans for, to put Andrew Luck off, actually. Because, you know, they've given up and it's, it's a fair cop. So I think Germany will get a taster game first before we get a franchise. I personally do not want a franchise here because of the... But think when you're not going to attack the free agency that you're going to... The tax implication, there's a lot of things behind. Keep giving me sport. Keep letting me have access to my drug. Yes, please. But I do not think we get a franchise. It's complicated. It's very complicated. Yeah, it is indeed. if it's remotely going to work, you know... Roger Goodell is all about the money. If it is profitable and will pay off, Roger Goodell will do it. And the teams that had the World League, like the Frankfurt Fire and the Claymores and the London Monarchs, we will be the first lot to get, um, possibly the Barcelona Dragons. But yes, it's 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 always one when you get fans together at a pub that's at an, and it's one of the top talking and yeah. everyone's got something to say. Most definitely. I mean, good answers, guy. I mean, I'm I'm kind of with Claire. I kind of like the way we have it at the minute. Unless the Washington football team plan are moving here, then I'm all in. But, you know, <laughs> otherwise, I'm quite happy the way we are. Uh, Paul Murphy asks, uh, Stuart, he's a fellow Scott. If we did get a franchise over here, the question, I'm going to summarise it for Paul. If we did get a franchise over here, guys, do you think fans would stop supporting their teams and go and get season tickets at the London Jags and support them more than they do currently. I mean, I know I'm not going to ask you and Claire and Stuart, because obviously Claire, we can clearly see you're the biggest Bears fan in the world. You go around dressed like a nutter at all the games. Stu, you are the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers in the fan. And I'm a humongous Washington fan, but it's a, it's a genuine question. I get asked quite a lot. Do you guys think that fans would switch allegiances full time to the London Jags? I think you've got the hardcore bunch, myself, you, Claire, um, that will always be loyal to your team. But if we did get a franchise, you would attend the games and get behind them to some degree. Mm-hmm. If they were playing your Mass Steelers or your Washington or the Bears, sorry, but I'm not supporting that London team. I'm getting behind my team. I think you have a lot of fans as well that are grown into the NFL UK scene that are still on the fence. Mm-hmm. They might want to be a Jets fan. They might see how they're going to draft. They might want to be a Bears fan. But then the fact of having a London team you know, with a franchise quarterback, might just sway it. But the NFL UK as well are targeting five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds that are just slowly getting into flag football. And could, could they are the future of the NFL UK. 
So by mm. getting them and making them fans of a London franchise, then I think you could definitely have a 60,000 base fans at the Spurs Stadium if they did get a franchise, yes. Yeah, cool. Um, Twitter TJ, he kind of asks, um, we've kind of got into this, how did we pick our teams and stuff like that? So I hope we've answered that for you, my friend. Um, Bleeding Burgundy had a good question. You have to excuse me, I'm scrolling through my phone. Yeah, Bleeding Burgundy <laughs> podcast. What do you prefer, football our football or American football. So, I mean, Claire, I don't know how big you are into your soccer. I don't know if you have a team. Do I'm, you... I'm, I'm not into the girly football, but I, I do like rugby. I do like F1. Um, so there's a lot of fans that have the um, game pass sort of mm -hmm. thing, but I've chosen to have the Sky package so that I can get access to my other sports as nice. well. And yeah. it also means I have to be very disciplined with, I have to watch a whole game. I can't just eat dessert off of Red Zone <laughs> all the time. I'm the same, yeah. That, I, can't, I love Red Zone, but I can't watch it. I have to watch a whole game. I mean, yeah. Stu, what do you prefer? You are a big R football slash soccer fan up there in Scotland. What do you prefer? You kind of touched on it earlier. But um, I, am, I am a diehard NFL American football fan. That is my number one choice. Um, for your, your listeners, Andy, Try being Scottish and supporting the Scottish national team and being a Hearts fan, watching that football every week. There's nothing to get excited about watching Scottish football. Mm -hmm. So you just put up with it. It's ingrained in your culture to be a soccer fan, but you're not. Unless you're a Celtic or Rangers fan and you've got Champions League football every year, it's difficult. But when you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you know, we're there or there about every odd years. We've won six Super Bowls. So they're, they're a good franchise to get behind. And, you know, it'd be different if I was a Jets fan or you know, Cleveland Browns fan for the last 18 years. You don't might be a bit disillusioned. I can Washington, see it. Really, yeah, I can see it. Don't say it. <laughs> but, but no, um, I'm 100% all the way. I mean, I love NFL. I love golf because that's a big, a big thing up here in Scotland. Um, I love Formula One. But for me, I live and breathe American football. I mean, NFL Network is on in the background right now. <laughs> I've got it on I've watching it as well. doing yeah. the show. Yeah, it just, I live and breathe football. And it's a joy to watch Key Adams every day. It's fantastic. Yeah. This is yeah. going to be tonight's viewing. <laughs> oh, yeah. For those that can't see, Claire has got draft day. He's going to be on tonight. I mean, um, I get asked all the time. I mean, everyone knows that knows me. I'm a massive, massive uh, Tottenham Hotspurs fan. My granddad got me into supporting Spurs. Um, but sorry, but yeah, <laughs> but when they say to me, what, what would you, what do you prefer? And my answer has been, especially since I've started doing this as well, and I've got into doing this more, I'd say I, my passion is the Washington football team. And some of my friends over here, I get absolutely destroyed for that because they're football are soccer. And they're like, how, yeah, can I get you, the same. how is your main passion? A game that's thousands of miles away. It's 60 minutes and it takes three hours to play. I get all of this. I mean, why is it called football when they don't use their feet? I get, I get you, you name it. I get it. But my main passion and love is the Washington football team. Like I said earlier in the show, Brilliant. I tweet about it. I'm on Facebook. Um, it's pretty much, you ask my wife and my daughter, it takes up 99% of my life right now. I'm doing podcasts. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always talking about it. I'm, I'm on other people's podcasts. It takes up, you know, my screensaver on my laptop. They're doing this now is the Washington football team. Yeah, it's literally taken, it's taken over my life. And I love, I'm the same as used to. I love playing golf. I play as much as I can. I'm a huge Tottenham fan i love my formula one but my main passion i'm a bit like claire when that all finishes after the super bowl i'm like that's why i'm getting into kind of 
I'm getting more into the draft this season because I want to learn about these players. It's the only thing I downside over here in the UK. Our access to what's coming through in the draft isn't as good as it is over in the yeah. States. I mean, we all know the main players that are coming out, but when you get into the later rounds, trying to find out about who these players are, I don't know. Yeah, once good... you drop out the third round, it, yeah. it's a bit deserty. But, that, yeah. but yeah. that's what I love because I have a college football podcast as well. And I like to go back on ESPN player, watch all last season's games, pick mm-hmm. out some of those players that are, are, are obscure. Go back yep. and watch two seasons of goals NFL games on Game Pass and just try it. But it's not the same. It's not that buzz for Thursday night football, Sunday night football and Monday night yep. football. But I do try and keep myself as entertained as possible. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mike asks, um, current, um, which... <laughs> Which English soccer team would best describe your foot? Would describe your what? Describe your football team. So, if you had to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers to be a soccer team over here, who would they be? Who would they be? They would be Tottenham. Started off good and just fell on the way. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll gloss over that, Claire. <laughs> I I would be hard pressed to because my soccer knowledge is not that. Um, but bears, I would think possibly say Leeds because they are a long-standing franchise with long-suffering fans Ooh. where we've had a bit of glory and it's been basically downhill from, from there. So I would go Leeds. I would say West Ham, player. I would say Ooh. West Ham as a team that's always been Shit. there. But, but... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to not beat that out? <laughs> no. <laughs> Boys you can't say what you can't say West Ham and you can't say Cowboys on this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I if I had to sum up who Tottenham would be, I would probably say the old style Man City, sleeping giants. Before Man City got all their money and got everything and they went on to win the league and that will happen to Washington. We will go on to win Super Bowls in I've, the next five years. Actually, I I've got a question for you two if that's that's, yeah? that's okay. On you go. So Basically, Tom Brady, the Buccaneers, and Bruce Arians have assembled the Avengers, basically. Yep. And is this going to break our sport because it's turned into the... I've got this horrible feeling that we're going to turn into the Premier League where the draft and the cap was meant to stop what has happened with the mm. Bucks, And... I'm I'm a little bit worried. What do you guys think about that? Genuinely, I think the only key factor in that, and he's, and it's only because it's him. And I saw this. I watched Undisputed a couple of hours ago. Tom Brady, you can put him in any team. You could go and He'll put him it. in. You could go and put him in the Jets right now, and they would probably make the, the a good run in the playoffs. It yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. You can put Tom Brady in any team in the NFL, the Bears, the Reds, the Washington football, I nearly said it, the Washington <laughs> football team. You could put Brady anywhere. And I think he is the one factor. They had a massive argument on Undisputed today saying, is that the, que- like the kind of the question that Claire just asked? I think he is the key factor. I think once he retires, Claire, I'm not sure something that's happened in Tampa Bay Will happen much again. Maybe if okay. a, maybe if Aaron Rodgers, there's a talk of him. He, I think the the big thing at the minute, people are saying, will Aaron Rodgers leave Green Bay? And a lot of people are saying, he's seen what Tom Brady's done. Could Aaron Rodgers go to the Chicago Bears, for instance, and next year you be in the Super Bowl? I think the one thing you've got to see with Tom Brady was he wasn't on big money coming in. He'd been a thirty. A 43 year old quarterback mm. so he was only getting 20 million a year where you look at Jared Goff Carson Wentz they're all 110 million dollar guys and they're looking to be cut from their respective teams whereas Tom Brady 
sat back and said, right, I want 20 million a year. Look at the Bucks, Godwin, Evans, Rob Gronkowski, you're coming down. And it mm. didn't affect our cap. They're all within. It's teams like the Rams. It's I, teams like, they're, it's crazy I've what they're spending. I've always said, you know, that Tom Brady's been really smart. He's always gone, I'll have a smaller slice of cake so I can get talent around me. Well and said. I, in a random, 100%. random thing, I met his parents back when uh, the Buccaneers um, played the, story, the, yeah. the Patriots. Bumped into his parents um, got to wear his dad's his Super Bowl, Bowl ring. Yeah. yeah, told told his dad to shut up and prove it when he told me he was Tom Brady's dad, and he got his wallet <laughs> just pulls out. out and showed, a super, just pulls out a Super Bowl ring and a photo. Pull, pull, pulls out his wallet, and, <laughs> and, and even Giselle looks like a supermodel in her family photo. Like, damn it, woman! Um, <laughs> but we have a chat, and I turn around and I say to Tom Brady's mum that watching your son play, and this was before he's like an utter legend and six Super Bowls and whatnot. Watching him play is like watching the Bolshoi Ballet or Picasso paint. You are watching the pinnacle of excellence. And she yeah. said, not only did she appreciate that from a non-brown-nosing uh, Patriots fans, her words, um, but them around. I, was also, I was also a woman and I recognised that. Mm. Um, so that was the absolute props from... Um, from that, but I've now worn seven Super Bowl rings, so Tom Brady cannot win seven because I want to be able to say that I've worn <laughs> more Super Bowl rings than anyone. Else. You've worn more. You've worn more Super Bowl rings, and I've seen my team in the Super Bowl since I started supporting Claire. It makes me kind of <laughs> kind of envious. Um, Hog Farmer Joe asks, he's part of the big, great hog farmer community over there in the States. He um, He's put, I don't think I've really grasped fans across the pond. Are there team-affiliated pubs? I get asked this quite a lot. Like in a street, like is there a Washington football team pub? And I mean, there isn't as such, but I, obviously I went to the Barrel Boy and Banker when the Washington football team were over here. I was lucky enough to get upstairs and meet some of my heroes and it was a great day. I mean, how would you, obviously, I, I wouldn't say there's affiliation pubs, but obviously when the NFL comes over here and you guys will know this, I mean, Claire, you've, you're probably too busy standing in the queue getting things signed, but Stu, you're probably at the back of a boozer in your kilt getting blind drunk somewhere. I mean, how would you describe the maybe the fan day for Joe? Obviously, I mean, he's over there in the States and he I know he tailgates at FedEx, but it really is an experience here, isn't it? I mean, I've been to the pubs in London on the morning of the game. I'm in the pub at nine o'clock and you're, you're talking hundreds and hundreds of people. Are oh, already there. And it's not like I go to football matches, soccer, and it's an OK atmosphere. But when you walk into an NFL pub, like you said earlier, Stu, there's there's fans with all different jerseys on. I was lucky the, the Washington team hired out the Barrow Boy and Banker. It was pure yeah. Washington fans in there for, for 10 hours before the game, after the game, one of the best nights of my life. But how do you guys see that kind of uh, the pub atmosphere before a game and after a game? Well, I've been to the, the Raiders parties. What's the one It's next to Trafalgar Square, the pub that they have the NFL events? Oh. The Admiral, Admiral team. The Admiral, yep, so one, yes. So I've been with, I've had their Raiders events, I've had their legends there. And mm -hmm. it's amazing because you've got this wonderful community of Americans in the pub, mixing it up with people yeah. from all over the UK, Scottish, Irish, Welsh, Germans. And it's, it's carnage for the American listeners. It's absolute carnage. Yeah. So there's a real, it's almost, and we'll sort of touch on this, Andy, See when the, the games come to London, it's almost like a Super Bowl feel. Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's like a carnival. It's not just like your regular game day when I've been over in Pittsburgh or I've been down in Dallas or wherever, and it's just a game day. It's mm -hmm. the build up, and I'm, it's sad that the, the NFL UK don't do the Regent Street as well. But 
just the the whole coming of all thirty two teams being there and then seeing the respected fans, whether it be the Seahawks and the Raiders. And it does, it feels like a Super Bowl atmosphere when you've got the tailgate, you've got all the merchandise being sold. And it does, mm-hmm. for me, it feels like you're at a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, I hope we've touched on most things that uh, I just wanted to talk to fellow NFL UK fans, because like I say, I get asked all the time about how, why, why are you so passionate? You're thousands and thousands of miles away. And I, I hope we've answered um, some of it today. Uh, plenty the addict. I, I hope I've answered your questions as well. I would add to that. So when the, when the games are here, there's this whole setup and, and whatnot. Now, um, in London, you would go to the Hippodrome and there would be sort of pubs that would show games. But you have to go and be nice and sit and mix with other fans. That's part of the nice thing yeah. about our sport yeah. is you have to be classy because mm. you, are, you are friends. Jesus, I don't know how Stu got involved. You know, um, you, <laughs> have to, you have to be nice about it. You're yeah. going to sit and... like My two best friends are Saints fans. We've played them twice this season. And, you know, my phone doesn't work for a few days afterwards for, for that, but... When the game is on, it feels like Christmas sort mm-hmm. of thing, and everyone, you know, yeah. Mardi Gras party festival thing. But when it's sort of downtime or quieter games, you still go to the pub, you still be nice. When NFL games are on, I can't buy a drink. I can't even get close enough to the bar. There are drinks in my hands. Um, you know, Daryl particularly, who's a, a red red skin, uh, or, uh, Washington fat. Good mate of mine. I know Daryl really well. Nah, yeah, all right. You need to get down the shot of Jaeger, um, but we haven't got any right now. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I can't spend my money at a bar when, when the NFL yeah. UK are in, in town, which is, which is lovely, but I can only drink so many drinks, people. Give me a key ring. They're much more <laughs> useful to me, guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, I think it's you nice. There is yeah. thing. And then when you're at the games, you are so, I'm mixed in with, I can touch... 12 different teams around me. We are all mixed in and you have to be nice. It's like last October, I went down to Paul Brown's house. We watched the Browns game together and luckily we won. I got to go in the middle of London and pour nice expensive champagne. Next minute I'm on CBS Pittsburgh News. I'm like, wow. But the banter's there, and the, but you would never get me sitting to my rival soccer team. It just could not happen. I think that's the thing that would never happen. I mean, the only way I could describe it, if England played Scotland... It's a fiery, fiery atmosphere. Oof. But if the NFL come up and played at Hampden Park, I'd have no issues going to that game as an Englishman. Oh. I've been yeah. to England, Scotland, both home and away, and it's some of the most scariest times I've ever had. And I've been to yeah. thousands and thousands of football games. But when I go to an NFL game, if the NFL is in Scotland or if it's in wherever, I just go and I'm, you know, I don't really care about as soon as I open my mouth, this London accent comes out. But if I go to an England um, Scotland soccer game, geez, you have to really have your wits about you. And, you well, know. I was in Pitts- Pittsburgh in um, 2019 December with Paul Brown, and I tailgated with a thousand Browns fans, and he made yeah. me feel so welcome. Yeah, they were like, "Come here, drink our beer." You know, when it's game yeah. time, that's when we're at war. But yeah. all in between it, it was yeah. So the it's NFL amazing. is a it's a it's a brutal sport on the field, but in terms of fans, it's the most caring, loving sport. I've, I've been to I my brother-in-law is a Tottenham fan and we've been to a game and he's like we need to leave now before mm-hmm. it kick, kicks off yeah. I have been to many different stadiums not only here in the in the UK and in the states mm-hmm. now I there's a there's an odd story that I can tell you about the Eagles but it's it's an odd story 
the majority, the vast majority, I'm a woman traveling on my own, I'm a foreigner, whatnot. I am basically treated like, you, you know, come sit here with us, you yeah. know, uh, you have to tell, oh, no, I don't drink beer, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot eat any more. Yeah. Um, I've never met know, the queen. Yeah, yeah, I want, yeah, I want, I want a dollar for every time I've been asked. Oh, I, 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 I could point. get a flight home. Yeah, I could get a flight um, home. Um, you know, but everyone wants to uh, be. Well, everyone wants to hear your story. I mean, yeah. I've, I've said to my, my friends. You know, when the world gets back to normal, I am desperate. My next stop, if we don't get a London, get is Vegas, baby. I want to do. Oh, I, I think do I've been roped into doing Vegas that. Trip. Yeah, yeah I've been roped in as well. I'm we've got them the on the road. We've got them on the road next season, and there's already talk. And I'm like, I'm not sure if you want to leave me in Vegas. This could, this might not end well. But um, I'm in a, I'm in a group chat at the moment about if we can go in April, May for the draft. It would be a possibility. Yeah, you've got no chance, unfortunately. But uh, guys, it's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, before we go, Claire, I obviously we are a Washington-based podcast. I do believe you have a Washington giveaway coming up. Would you I, like to tell us about that? I do, but I've got some. I really because I very rarely get to talk. I usually come on one podcast at a time and, and chat and whatnot. But I'd love to ask Stuart. What's going on with the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger? Give us, give, get it off your chest, cleanse your soul. Now's your time oh, to. Um, yeah, he's going to be with us for another year. Oh, um, he done well. I mean, he done well. Um, he struggled in the latter part of the. We, obviously, when the, the the COVID came in and we had to play ten games on the bounce, he struggled. He really did struggle. Um, but look at our backups at the moment. You know, Mason Rudolph's not that option at the moment. We do have your quarterback um, Andy we've got your man with the, the Steelers now so that's going to be an interesting Mr Hastings yeah it's going to be interesting how all that pans out I hope, so, you, I hope you've got good strip clubs in Pittsburgh um, we'll talk about that off here <laughs> <No comment. laughs> but, yeah. but, but um, I think Ben will see out another year he's due 19 million dollars he's not going to let that go you're not he's letting that go, go are you? he's not letting that go he'll see a year out and in the off season we might get another quarterback or Haskins under his wing for a year and see where we go. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a rebuild at the moment. We're going to have to obviously look at Juju Smith-Schuster and the way that he's with his TikTok and all his nonsense. He's just another Antonio Brown in my eyes. I think we need to really give Chase Claypool more weapons. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting off-season for sure. Brilliant, brilliant. Claire, I hope that answered your question. Um, yeah. yeah, can you tell our listeners about, obviously I've mentioned earlier your amazing giveaways. Well, here comes a Washington giveaway. Tell our lovely listeners how they can get involved. So um, we talked about my giveaway. So I'm on um, Twitter at ClaireTheBear85. Um, I'm currently running a Bills giveaway, which does include a signed mini football by uh, not only Jim Kelly, but um, Thurman Thomas as, as well. And um, that is on Twitter. Also, I've got another Twitter giveaway coming up next week, which will run for two weeks, which will be a past Super Bowl related giveaway and that will have something signed in but let's talk about the Washington giveaway that you are alluding to so I've got a few bits of the last old logo and the last old name that I (laughs) try desperately not to say and in good conscience I could not put it on Twitter and have it go out world worldwide Mm -hmm. um so I've made the choice that I've gathered the last little bits together um 
there's a great um, UK island community on Facebook, um, the Washington group over there. I'm going to put a free giveaway up in the Facebook group over there for the last bit of the old logo. It does include a signed picture by Clinton Portis. It will be free to enter. I will um, get the draw bucket out and give you a, um, num a raffle ticket number and you just remember your number and I'll do a draw. Um, it, maybe in a couple of weeks I've got to find two bits in other boxes and whatnot and it is particularly busy at the moment with the Super Bowl um, coming around the corner but that is coming soon so if you're not if you are a Washington fan and you're not part of the UK Facebook page go over and get um, in on that and that will be up in a, a couple of weeks whoever wins it will have to cover postage because I do fund this out of my own pocket and whatnot and you can imagine doing you know eight pounds worth of postage every week yeah, whoever to, wins it tell me i will cover the postage for you no yeah, no i'll be no claire i will do it claire, we'll, we'll do, do that, it. We'll we've that. Star. yeah we've got that we've got that claire you, you tell sure? me claire you tell us who wins we will get the postage for you my friend okay. and, so, and what i'll announce right now is we know that five star imports has been doing the super bowl program order for the nfl uk community this year uh, we've got 460 on order claire i'll throw in a super bowl stadium program as well for you Oh my god! I've tried so hard to get hot, and I couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that oh, after. Um, but bless but I'll you. Throw, I will throw in a free stadium edition Super Bowl program to go in with that giveaway. Yeah, Claire, I've got some Washington bits as well. I'll send them over to you that we can chuck in. So um, oh, it'll, we'll, we'll, it'll we'll all be good. And, and all be good, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this little insight to us over here in the UK. I've been absolutely privileged to sit down with Stu and Claire. Honestly, thank you so much, guys, for taking time out of your out of your days. I know, obviously, Claire, you're you're twittering away there with your giveaway. Stu, I know you are the busiest man in Scotland, so I will uh, thank you and I will let you go. But uh, thank you so much for coming on, guys. Thanks for having me, Thanks. Andy. And it's, good, and it's good to speak to you as well, Claire. I hope you're well. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, make sure you're following um, Stu on um, Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow Roger Goodgrove for that podcast. It is amazing. Also, massive shout and props out to um, Liz, the NFL girl. She's also definitely worth um, a follow and a, and a listen. If you're listening to this, come on my show. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> and thank you very much this has been the dc tweet team podcast i have been your host andy burrows till next time everybody stay safe hey guys thanks for tuning in to the dc tweet team podcast make sure you go like and subscribe you can find us on itunes spotify apple wherever you get your podcast fix Till next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.